Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's mentally yours from Ellen and a So we're going to go through some of our favourite internet comments that we've received, tweets, comments, messages. And when I say favourite, I mean <laughs> funny, horrible... And also nice ones as well. So does anyone want to share theirs first? Can I go first? You can go first. Um, because a little while ago, I did quite a big series of pieces about dating. Um, and I did this one story where I swiped right to all the men on Tinder, which was just, you know, lighthearted, lifestyle type thing. Um, and one of the responses I got was, it wasn't a tweet. Um, it was actually a whole post. Like, I do get this occasionally... And part of me sort of feels flattered. Like if someone's developed, like they've, they've put like a, a whole page of their blog sort of dedicated towards responding. Yeah. So shall I just read it out? Go for it. Yeah, go for it. I think it's really important what you said about finding things funny. Because initially I found this really offensive, but aspects of it are extremely funny. So like, like the second time, so the first time I was just like, oh my God. And then like later I was just like, this bit. Yeah, anyway, I'm just going to read it. So, um... Yvette Castor is fat, 30-something, and bipolar. But wait, there's more. She's also been riding the London cock carousel for the past few years. So according, so according to top snatch scientists, her putrescent putender, I don't know how to pronounce that, looks something like this. And then he's got a, like, a really like, offensive gif of like a, a horrible monster with like, <laughs> just a really putrid-looking monster. And then it carries on for like paragraphs and paragraphs uh, yeah like going through everything that I've written so it's he's quoted me and then there's there's pictures of me and like he's got a picture of me and then apparently he thinks that I look like a fat Val Kilmer 
and then and then he's done a little like squiggly drawing so like the amount of sheer effort that he's yeah. put into this is like weirdly flattering oh That's... my god i'm literally imagining him in a dark room on his own like that is the saddest thing i kind of love love um cock carousel though i love cock, cock carousel beautiful i think that's really yeah no i totally agree he should be a writer with that kind yeah. of imagery because actually you know like now now he's given me that idea for yeah riding the london cock carousel i mean i don't see anything wrong with that as a, that's a bit of a compliment isn't that's it that's brilliant like efficient yeah. that's your new tinder bio yeah riding the cock carousel Carousel. So, but I'll admit, like, when I first read that, like, because I'd put this piece out and I'd had some quite good feedback from people and it sort of shared quite well and stuff. And then I sort of saw that and I was just like, oh, God, because, like, those initial things are just like, yeah, I'm old, I'm overweight, like, I am bipolar, like, well done for noticing. Like, it's initially it was just like, oh, God. But then, yeah, bits of it are quite funny. It's mostly men, right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That was that's a guy. That's definitely because a guy. every single one that I like that springs to mind. I know mine off by heart. Like some that of, of my favourites, they're always, always men. Yeah, and old, slightly older men. Mm. What is that about? Every time, I think women in general have been raised to be more like people pleasing and be nice to people mm, even if they actually don't really yeah. like them they'll just you know they maybe you know it's the whole you know if you don't have something nice to say don't say anything exactly the underlying tone of a lot of things that i get is genuine anger at yeah. a woman speaking out and speaking mm. her mind and being confident like the more confident i get the more shit i get because yeah. it's like really offensive to them that i'm even like have got a voice and like, you can tell that they're just grumbling at home. Mm. Yeah. Weird. 100%. And it's I very, it, like, the misogyny is, like, strong. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And they always try to, like, delegitimize what you're doing. Like, they always will, if they're annoyed with what I've written, they'll say, I'm an intern or a tea girl, mm. which is really strange, or that I'm just a terrible journalist. It's like, I know I'm not, though. Like, I have a decent job. I'm happy with what I'm doing. And they're very quick to just come in there and be like, you're not good at what you do. You're not deserving of your position. And I think it's this very entitled view of, like, you don't deserve what you have. I That's also think that, like, uh, you know, women's issues, in adverted commas, are, like, topics that we potentially like to discuss more than men. Mm-hmm. They haven't been given as much airtime as male things, like comedy and sports. And, like, I could reel off a million things. Like, we haven't had that amount of airtime over the centuries. So when we do talk about things that interest us... The one thing that I get called or my work gets called is drivel yeah. or mindless. And like what really, what makes me laugh about the drivel thing is that's such an old man word. Mm. Like it's not just drivel because you got lost on the way to the arches. Why are you leaving a comment on my podcast? <laughs> like it's not for you. Exactly. I think in general, the whole idea of it's not for you is something that I think a lot of you know, nasty commenters don't really get. It's like, oh, there's content out there that's not for my specific interests. Because mm. I get a lot of times like, well, this isn't news. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I write lifestyle articles. Like, of course, it's not important news. Or like, this is stupid or, again, mindless. I get a lot. It's so just, it's basically sexist and ageist. Yeah. It's really, it's so true what you said, though, about the, the gendered insults. Because I've had that sort of time and again. Because on things that have nothing to do with sort of gender at all like really kind of like from I might have ranked biscuits and then I'll have got people calling me a slag yeah like the thing is it's just really weird that they'll they'll pick 
gendered insults for completely like non-gendered articles. Do you think as well though it's because you know you're working for a publication that is really mainstream? Oh yeah. Like I had my first foray into mainstream like corners of the world, not the world, corners of the UK, um, when I was in that TV ad earlier this year. Oh, because yeah. that is very much like everyone sat at home. And <laughs> the comments under one of the videos that they put on Facebook, I mean, it went to a million, over a million people watched the video, and that was just online. But it was like, just the comments made me laugh so much because you just get a, you just get a real, it really represents, sadly, like so many different opinions. And most of the time I am sort of I don't know in my own bubble so in a way I'm like maybe I've asked for it (laughs) I think not asked for it but it's so interesting like because I know if I said an opinion in front of some of my friends or people in my circle people I work with no one would think it's controversial but if you put it out to on Metro you'll get so much hate for a really innocuous thing Mm. I think Metro commenters are kind of their own unique Thing, and I have a really loving relationship with them because I find them so funny and so predictable about what they'll get angry about. It is really interesting the things they get really passionate it's about. Like I'm not joking at all about the writing of biscuits. Yeah. Or like if oh, we have a, a piece about you know should you keep ketchup in the fridge or the larder. <laughs> yeah. Like you know you won't get death threats, but like you will get very very ragey will... things. There's this woman who has so she tweeted. I don't know if it's actually a woman. Her her picture is a woman, but I think it might just be like a stock photo. Mm. I'm suspicious. But basically, <laughs> one time they tweeted me and called me a dozy cow, and I found that really funny. So I responded, and then they just kept calling me a dozy cow. They've now changed their name to your dozy cow, <laughs> and just whatever I tweet, any story I post, they'll just respond and be like dozy they also call me the c word and just horrible like it's insane but i just find it hilarious at this point because it's like you've literally like your entire twitter personality is now based on calling for dozy cows how have you reached this point can we hear some uh some of your of course exciting things that people have commented on Um, or tweeted you so mine range in so i get very sexual ones Mm. because i'm a woman on the internet and sometimes i write about sex and vaginas um, but also really hateful ones. And once I did one about pole hogging, which is when people lean on poles on mm. like um, the tube and refuse to move. Right. And I said that men tend to refuse to move more than women who tend to back off. Mm. And I got hate about that for about a week. Man spreading. Mm-hmm. Man spreading related kind of thing and just death threats, rape threats. Are you serious? Yeah, mm. yeah. And it was really bad because my mum tweets me sometimes and I had to say to her like, stop tweeting me they'll find your twitter and start sending you rape threats hello darling (laughs) honestly that's what she does it's very sweet she only follows me my brother and russell crowe and she tweets all of us she will tweet russell crowe being like what did you have for breakfast today and he never responds but it's very cute oh so yeah a really wide range of comments from my mum and people on the internet but today I got one which is against Rebecca, who's one of our writers, mm. and said, Careful, Rebecca Reed, Ellen Scott is challenging you in producing the worst Metro articles. Want another non-troversy? Again, another body-shaming, self-congratulatory circle jerk for feminists. Which is kind of a classic, like, you wrote about sexism. It's distracting so, me there, though, because they've used the word circle jerk, and I just find that hilarious. I love, also, like, they, I like the word non-troversy. I've heard that before, but I still think it's really clever. Mm. Like, it's not accurate because it was a controversy, but whatever. And on the flip side of that, um, on my professional Facebook page, which I'm now trying to find on my phone, 
I get frequent um, things such as Ellen, I will wife you, which is nice. Hmm. I also have um, your lips rival Angelina Jolie's, which I don't think is true, but that's nice. That's, that's pretty nice to receive. And my favorite one is quite lengthy, so I'll just read it out to you. And this was in response to um, basically I wrote about oral sex. And basically, I learned now if you write about oral sex once, you will just get endless messages about people going down on you. <laughs> so it said, Ellen, I'm in the US state of Oklahoma. I'm here because I have a divorce and custody hearing tomorrow. After visiting with my son, I'll be resuming a walk from Oklahoma to California. I stopped in Colorado to attend court in Oklahoma. I will resume pulling a trolley loaded with over 60 liters of water and camping supplies. I will walk over 1,400 miles. I have lost 100 pounds since March. I was a nurse. I want to write and perform stand-up comedy. That isn't why I'm writing to you, though. (laughs) I had just started to read your oral sex article. I have been a giver, much more than a receiver. Lol. I'll be single tomorrow around noon. I'll be done with this book by November or December. I'm not sure what book he's referring to. Let's talk. See if we click. I'll continue reading this article. If you don't reply, I'll assume you're not interested. But I'm a real nice guy, so I'm interested in getting to know you better. With the added benefit that I love eating front and back. Text me back. He then proceeded to send me seven pictures of himself, including one shirtless pic. Um, I haven't responded. Wow. I don't know why not. He's a real nice guy. I know. I don't know why I'm so bloody ungrateful. He loves eating front and back, and uh, he's a real nice I guy. What I don't understand is, like, does he actually think you will reply being, like, amazing when and where? I think I'm so. over right now. Like, he said he'll be single tomorrow. He was expecting a response. I, that was a few months ago, so mm. I'm assuming still waiting, waiting and ready for me to say yes. Oh. Have you, you must have had messages like that. Yeah. No. No. (laughs) No, not that front and back. No, I think, um, I don't know, I've had creepy things. I've had, but then I, do you know what, it's it's kind of nice-ish. Like, this guy, um, I think he was in his 70s, actually, which is a bit gross, but he was just like, I'm sending you some blank postcards that I want you to sign. Like, like it was kind of like a weird, creepy obsession thing. He was just like, I'm literally your biggest fan. And I'm like, this is weird. But it's like bordering on sweet. sweet. But then like sending me something, like, what's your address? I want to mail you something. I was like, red alert, red alert. Yeah. Um, I had, I don't know, I just have really patronizing things sometimes. I have people saying, (laughs) I have people saying that I'm like a smug hipster, (laughs) which I hate the word hipster. I'm like, what? Just because... I wear, like, kooky glasses. Doesn't make me like, a smug yes. Um I've had a lot of, like, comments, kind of podcast-related, when you can tell it's a man as well, because they say things like, hate to say this about a woman that's doing well, <laughs> but I find her very irritating, and, like, all of that sort of thing. I'm well, like, that's always nice. Why, why are you trying to drag me down? Why say it at all? Yeah. It's just bizarre, isn't it? I've got to admit, though, I don't... I actually don't get a lot of bad comments like I just think it's really stopped and I think it's because I've stopped writing for women's magazines yeah and I write for um travel websites and I write for my own blog and I have a newsletter with like thousands of subscribers but thousands of lovely lovely men and women who want to subscribe and I think I like to write in places where I feel like it's sort of like a safe space as well and um yeah, I don't know. I just think I try and protect myself a bit nowadays. Because I think your 
in a really good position where you've built your own like internet community. Whereas if you want some nasty comments or fun ones, write for Metro. It's it's you know it's great, and I mean that genuinely because it is ranging from the sexual ones and the nasty ones, but there's also so many lovely ones as well. Do you remember when we did that Facebook Live? A while back. Oh, was it marriage offers? Yeah. yeah. On Facebook both, Live We've both is got quite brilliant. a lot of marriage yeah. offers. Oh my God, the comments on Facebook Live. They're brilliant. Yeah. yeah. I love it. It's so difficult to be doing something on Facebook Live, seeing the comments coming in and not react when someone's like, That's I want true, to marry actually, cause, you. Because or... I had the easy job because I was just sort of presenting and you were looking at the comments at the same time. It so was I wasn't so even difficult. aware of most of this stuff. But yeah. It's awful. I do think as well, I've got to remember that you know these negative comments they take the limelight because they are there and they're visible but um i really truly believe that you do affect people yeah. and you will never know mm. and i think that's not a big headed thing that's just like a general sort of people you have people have their eyeballs on something it doesn't mean just because they haven't engaged with it just because they haven't liked it or commented on it it doesn't mean that that piece of content that you really care about hasn't impacted them in some in in a positive way Mm -hmm. i get sometimes like messages um from people sort of in in their like 30s and 40s like women who sort of say um there's an episode that i listened to of of your podcast like over a year ago and i and i and i just realized like i never told you but it really helped me through this horrible time and i'm like god you just don't know Mm. all of the positives out there and unfortunately because we're human we let those really annoying niggly comments like overshadow things but i don't know it's it's not it's not representative of the work exactly like i think there's so many times when i've read articles and loved them Mm. and not said anything and i should also on that note i feel like we should to people listening now as well and and this isn't a message to myself is like if you like something make more of an effort to say yeah. you like mm-hmm. it just it does make someone's day just a little kind of thumbs up you're doing really well I really enjoyed this because I'm guilty of it like I'll read something and I'm like that is amazing I'll send it to like five of my friends yeah. on email that writer will never know that exactly. I loved it so I think I think you just assume should. like oh they must be receiving loads of praise like they're not mm. <laughs> like no they're receiving weird comments yeah and yeah. the few I do get a lot of messages which is honestly the highlight of my whole career is just receiving messages from people saying like I read your mental health stuff mm. and now I've gone to my GP and asked for therapy mm. which yeah. is incredible and um you know there's hopefully other people who have had the same experience and not said anything so mm. I think if anyone has those experiences or relates to things, like, please send the messages because they make such a big difference. Yeah. And it just reminds you, like, oh, I'm actually doing this for a reason. And it's not just being read by people who want to lick front and back or <laughs> tell me to kill myself or anything like that. And it's really powerful. It can be difficult when you have negative comments online um, from just random trolls with sort of pictures of eggs but there's kind of an element of that really doesn't matter, does it? But um, what about when it's someone that you actually care about or you, you sort of respect? Um, I've got the perfect example for chatting about this. Um, a few years ago when I'd sort of, I'd only just got on Twitter and I didn't really know what Twitter was about. Um, I, I followed Caitlin Moran and I love her. I, I, love abs- her. I still love her. Mm. Um, but I made some sort of slightly negative comments and she blocked me and I'm still sad about that. That is so important, I think, to talk about because we clearly do not give a shit if someone trolls us about roast potatoes when they're, like, a creepy man in their bedroom. I mean, we still think it's weird and creepy, but I wouldn't go and cry to my friends and family about that. I think 
the one example that really, really got to me and genuinely like kept me up at night and I would be on holiday with my boyfriend and be like in a beautiful location and I would still be thinking about it like mm. truly got in inside my head was when um, and I don't know if I'll ever meet her I'll probably our paths might cross but she is a journalist she is my age she's very similar to me um, in lots of ways um, I think she is writing a book who knows but she um, for some reason just doesn't like me and just doesn't like my stuff like I see she doesn't she never tags me in I just you know when you accidentally stumble across a thread of subtweets and um and I think what's really important is to like uh learn how to navigate those moments as well when actually it's someone that you think hey we'd get on in real life but you don't like me and it it really hurts like it is painful um because it's like one of your own kind, like mm. turning on you. Yeah. And it's, um, yeah, it takes a lot to get over and it brings back a lot of feelings um, of like being bullied in the playground when you're younger. It's like all of that stuff comes straight back. It doesn't matter how old you are or how successful you are. Mm. Um, it really hurts. And I think it's not even just from certain people, it's certain topics as well. Like there are things that we can brush off, but I know that if someone said something that, tapped into one of my insecurities that could break me down for like a full day um and i think it's normal for things to have that effect and it's something that people should talk about more mm -hmm. has has she unblocked you mm -hmm. i don't know I'm, I'm kind of a bit too scared to look because that's you the should. thing because like, i totally love her because that's like, that's the most perfect example of this it's like that is it, it that's different that, that's not trolling and it's mm. not um something that you can almost like shake off in a way because i'm exactly the same like in those situations that have happened to me where it's like but i admire you and mm. i respect you so yeah no i like it to the point where like i go around to my nan's house and they always have the um the the times magazine yeah. saved me because they know that i want to read her column so like yeah it's sad times but i mean it's i don't think it was that negative a comment but it was a negative comment and mm. I've realized since that she just has this general policy of you know probably for her own mental health yeah just yeah. filtering out kind of negativity is totally fair enough I think it actually no, I can't remember it was when she'd started doing her Raised by Wolf TV show oh yeah and which I ended up loving but the pilot I thought wasn't great and I put something to that effect but it wasn't really nasty but it was something like yeah. I don't know like oh I thought you could have done this better or something and then, yeah, I got blocked. But, um, yeah, so I was hurt by that. But I guess it's okay I think that's to being admit. misunderstood, isn't it, as mm. well? That hurts. Like, mm. I think wh it, when I got um, this person sort of writing horrible things about me, I think it's because they had judged me or made something up in their head or thought that I was someone I wasn't. And I think it's, like, quite a human reaction to get upset when someone mm. uh, doesn't know you and just decides they don't like you. Like, that's human. Mm. It's just a human reaction to be like, that's upsetting. Mm. Back in the day, like... If someone didn't like you, you might be outed from the community and, like, you might starve and die. It's like mm. we've been trained to want people to like us. And so if you ever do feel upset because someone's blocked you or said something horrible behind your back, like, I think you'd be a bit odd if you didn't care about that. Yeah, I think that's exactly. It's that thing of just thinking to yourself, actually, it's okay to feel like that. It sounds like a really sort of weird thing to say, but, like, in so many situations now, it's helped me a lot if I've just sort of thought, actually, whether it's something online or in real life, um, it's kind of rather than sort of just say to yourself 
it's actually okay to feel like this rather than kind of getting cross about it or thinking oh I shouldn't be feeling like this or oh it's just a tweet mm. or yeah or oh, it's silly. just something yes yeah, so whether it's real life or not rather than kind of going oh I shouldn't feel like this or I shouldn't be like this or something if you actually go oh no this has happened it's all right to feel like this mm. I think that really helps a lot that helps with my mental health anyway yeah god when I think back to how upset I was it actually does make me laugh because it, I was so upset. It was one tweet. Like, I mean, you shouldn't say pull yourself together. But I wanted to say that to myself. I want to say that to myself, my past self, because I just moped for ages. Like, it's all I would talk about. My friends must have been so bored. My boyfriend was like, really? Because he doesn't, like, use social media. So he was like, why do you care about some random girl you will never meet not liking you? And I was like, I don't know, but I really care. And I think what it was is I was feeling insecure about myself. And so it, when, when someone else amplifies that voice that you've got in your head saying you're crap, mm. they are louder. But now I think looking back, I don't care as much. But I think it's because that voice is quietened down. So if someone else says something, I can say, that's not true. But if you're in a bad way, if anyone says anything mean, you're like, that's 100% true. Mm. And so, yeah, I think... It's easy to say, but perspective is really important because it, do, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. But mm. you, you, if you fall into the hole of caring, you're just, you're human. So some of the stuff we've covered today, you've covered in your own podcast. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yes. And actually, today's episode that went up with Ray Earl is all about mental health and all about um, distinguishing between anxiety um, and just being anxious and like the two and it's really really interesting so check that out um, it's called Control Alt Delete on iTunes and Acast and yeah I've nearly hit 100 episodes so wow, when I hit 100 I think I'm going to take a little break um, but it's amazing to have like a bank of interviews I think podcasts just live on don't they yeah and that's what I love about them and it's amazing to look back on that and be like, I've done this for a hundred episodes worth. Mm, yeah. For us, we're still relative babies. So There's something really so therapeutic about listening. Mm. Like I, it's very rare that I'm sat here just talking about myself because I like that it's not about me. And I think that's what happened when I wrote my book. I was like, I've, to I've spoken about my, my, myself too much now. Like I, I'm bored <laughs> of talking about myself. And actually, I really like what I've learned and how much better I've got at really listening to other people because it doesn't have to all be about you. And you've had such varied guests as well. That's really interesting about it. So from comedians to yeah, writers and people who've been through so many different things. Yeah. Yes. I love the variety. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been good as well to have men on. I didn't want it to just be women. And I think one thing that I'm really aiming for now is making sure that men are included like I know we've just bitched about our weird comments that we get from old men called like disgruntled Jeremy or whatever they call themselves actually that is one of my trolls is called disgruntled Jeremy amazing um, but actually if we want everyone to be involved in the feminist conversation we need to include men and not just have women only podcasts not just have women only events because actually I, I mean I just think what, it's not helping to leave anyone out and, mm. and actually we can only truly be equal when men are involved and they are feeling like they can talk about their feelings as well and also when people are excluded they're gonna lash out and not be very happy or nice people mm. yeah 
Yeah. And you have another podcast as well, which is semi-new. Can you tell us about that? Mm. Yes. So launched another podcast it's a it's a season of eight episodes and then we will see what happens with season two but essentially it is inspired by our mutual hatred me and my co-host liana bird of loose women and we just thought where is kind of a round table discussion where we can rant and we can say what we want and we can be really unfiltered and talk about issues that affect us in all sorts of different ways so it's called get it off your breasts so it's just like tongue-in-cheek like what are you going to get off your chest this week? And then we go around and talk about different topics. Um, actually, we're interviewing Connie Huck tomorrow for an episode. Amazing. So she is incredible. And um, also Monroe Oh, Monroe Bergdorf. Bergdorf. I love her. Yeah. So the guests are really great. And, you know, the criteria is, do you, are you outspoken? And do you want to, like, do you have something that you're riled up about? And, yeah, it's nice to talk in a way where you're allowed to be angry about things. And, um, yeah, I'm excited about where it might go. So this is goodbye from Mentally Yours. So go away, enjoy your day, get on with all your chores from Mentally, 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 Mentally Yours. Mentally Yours. Mentally Yours. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.